Welcome to the Time For You podcast with Erin Woodruff, episode 46. My name is Erin, and my goal is to help you find time for yourself. Life gets busy, and we tend to lose ourselves in the mix of marriage, motherhood, and everything else. Let's rediscover your passions and make some time for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new week. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. Today's episode I'm really excited about. I interviewed Emily Hardy. Emily Rose Hardy is a mom of two boys, motherhood mindset coach, and the host of the Worthy Mother podcast. She is passionate about redefining what it means to be a mother and helping moms prioritize themselves without guilt. This conversation was so much fun for me to have with her as we discussed what it means to be the main character in your story and to really embrace that role. So enjoy my interview with Emily. Hey, Emily, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Will you introduce yourself to my audience? Yes, and I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, I'm Emily Hardy. I am a motherhood support coach and podcast host of my podcast, The Worthy Mother Podcast. And I am really big on helping moms kind of step into that main character role in their life, really putting themselves back on the top of the priority list and ensuring that they are taking care of their needs, all with the hope of helping them really reclaim their identities with confidence and self-compassion. I am the mom of two little boys and I live in California and just, you know, I'm, I'm going through it. I'm going through the motherhood thing. And so I just really am passionate about working with moms and having all kinds of conversations about motherhood and identity, all those things. That's so awesome. I am so excited for this conversation also. So when you say main character in your life, what does that mean to be the main character in your story? Yeah, so I really think that we can think about ourselves in this book or movie of our lives and how we are the person in our life. Like we are that person with the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our spouse is the the main character of their life and our children each have their own individual lives. And when we think about how, yes, our lives are intertwined mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, like when you have little kids, right? Like your life is very intertwined and impacted by these mm-hmm. little people in your life. But we can think about our individual lives as our individual lives. Yeah. And so when we kind of embrace that and know that we are in charge of that life, we are in charge of doing the things that we want to do, doing the things that fill our cups, doing the things that we can find fulfillment in. It can be a really powerful kind of mindset to take on. It can also be really challenging, right? Because like it's again, we we are impacted by others and there's no, that's going to happen no matter what, just like in a movie, right? The characters are impacted by the other characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
but it's really important to just know that like we have our one life just like every other person has their one life. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So for you, how did your life start to change when you started embracing being the main character in your own life? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I became a mom when I was 23 and was not at a place where I like thought I'd be having kids right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I kind of don't want to say lost myself in motherhood, but I just, I was already in a place in life where I didn't feel like I had a super solid foundation of what my identity was and, you know, where I was going. Um, yeah. I was in school still. And I just, you know, I, it's in a time where you're figuring things out. And so yeah. I felt that I faced a lot, just like a lot of moms faced a lot of kind of turmoil with like figuring out who am I and what is the purpose of this? I feel like I'm supposed to be so fulfilled by motherhood. And I've always wanted to be a mom, but there's like a piece missing or some void that I can't figure out how to fill. And it really was after having my second son kind of going on a journey of dealing with mental health. You know, I had anxiety Mm -hmm. and like dealing with that, figuring out that like I had to put my own needs first Mm -hmm. to be able to show up and be their parent that I realized that, okay, there's there's something to stepping into a place where we're putting our needs at the top and our needs are not just getting enough sleep. Although that's really important, you know, (laughs) nourishing our body, doing those kind of things that we usually think of as like needs, those basic needs, right? Mm -hmm. It really is so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And so when I started like looking at my life and what I want for me, as like me as a child, right? Like there's things I want for my kids. Mm -hmm. And when I can think of myself as that person who's also worthy of having dreams and having a life that I want, it gave me the permission to dream bigger and to really check in, like, am I doing things because I think I should do them or because I want to do them? Mm-hmm. And that has just been a game changer in every aspect of my life and and how I show up for my children. I, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Do you have like a specific dream that you went after after you realized you hadn't been placing yourself as a, at a like at the top of your priority list? Yeah, so I was when I had my first son, I was getting my elementary teaching credential and I started teaching and was kind of on that path, which hadn't been like a lifelong dream or anything. It was just kind of, I was, I liked working with people. I love education and learning and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Um, And I felt like, okay, I'm doing something that's purposeful. I'm doing something meaningful. And I didn't really ever check in like with the long term of like, mm-hmm. is this really going to fill my cup forever? Which I mean, yeah. you know, that's we don't have to make decisions based on what's going to fill our cup forever. Yeah. Um, but it was really, you know, the pandemic made it really difficult to be teaching and then going back. And, you know, I, again, I said I was kind of dealing with anxiety after my second son was born and trying to figure myself out through all of that. And 
while I was on maternity leave, it hit into summer and I was just feeling like, I just don't want to be home with the kids all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm just not, this is not it for me. For some moms that might be like so deeply satisfying. And for me, it just Mm -hmm. wasn't fulfilling. And so I actually started a blog on motherhood and Mm -hmm. that creation, like creating something and also learning something and helping others. It was all kind of coming together in this place of like, this is feeling different and feeling really good. And so it allowed me to kind of open up my eyes to like what the possibilities for, for what I could do with my life are. And so um, starting my podcast, I mean, that was a huge dream of mine that Mm -hmm. I have done, which is amazing, but just allowing myself to dream bigger, like, okay, maybe one day I'll write a book. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I ended up leaving my teaching job to coach full-time. And um, I also have an instructional design business, things like that, where it's like just these possibilities. And it's, it's these almost like little things that really are life-changing and huge. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I know I've said, I love that after every single thing you've said, (laughs) but I really do. I, because I feel the same way on so many levels. I feel Mm -hmm. like for me and I would love to hear your experience. I feel like when I have placed myself first, I am such a better wife and mom Mm -hmm. and that those aren't my only identities. When I put Aaron first, then I'm such a better like wife, Aaron and mom, Aaron, and I'm still me. And I love the parts of me that aren't necessarily super intertwined with those other hats that I wear. Yeah. I completely agree. And I, I think for me, something that comes up a lot when I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something and I'm not with my kids right at this moment, but it's amazing to, to know that I'm showing them Mm -hmm. that they can put themselves first and not in a selfish way. Right. Like it's, it's, we kind of have to get away from like feeling like doing things for ourselves is selfish. It's like, no, it's really like, I'm teaching them that they can advocate for themselves. I'm teaching them Mm -hmm. that they can do the things when they get out into the world as adults, like they can do the things that they want to do and they can keep checking in with themselves and Mm -hmm. feeling that out, which is powerful. Cause we're not like, I don't know. I wasn't taught that when I was a kid. I think that's kind (laughs) of, you know, we, we see the adults in our lives doing certain things and it's like, when we do it differently, they're learning it differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So Going back to just starting the process of being, Mm -hmm. becoming that own, the main character in your life for someone that believes that life is just happening to them. Mm -hmm. Where do you recommend that they start? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I can relate to that feeling, right? I think so many (laughs) of us can. Um, I think that a really important place to start is with Mm self-awareness and there's a lot of ways we can go about doing that, right? Like we can check in with ourselves just in the moment of like, do I, does this feel good? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel fulfilled with what's going on? But we can also do it in a way that um, is looking at like what we want and allowing Mm -hmm. ourselves to think as big as possible. So I really like writing down the things that you want and it could be big dreams. And it can also be like what you want your days to feel like and really anchoring it in feeling can Mm -hmm. be super powerful. So like 
you know, I want to feel like I'm having an impact. I want to feel like, um, good about, I want to feel refreshed when I wake up. Right. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's so many like things. And so when we really think about each part of our day, but also that big picture of like, where do I want to go? It can be really powerful just to kind of get it out there, brain dump all the things. Right. Mm -hmm. And then start kind of working backwards of like, Hey, if I want to be like, I want to write a book in the future. Well, how can I do something now that's going to fill that piece of me a little bit, right? Like maybe it's journaling every morning. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But really like thinking, giving yourself space to think about what you want is huge. Yeah, I totally agree because I still feel like I struggle a lot of the time. Just like, what do I want? Mm -hmm. Who am I? But allowing to, at least for me, to sit in the discomfort and the Mm -hmm. boredom and I I would love to hear your experience with that too, because for me, I have to like sit in the boredom mm-hmm. and the discomfort for a long time before like my own thoughts will come to me rather than the thoughts of other people that I know. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, that totally <laughs> makes sense. I think there's a really big piece of kind of like self-compassion and giving yourself grace to like not have it figured out because it's, that's not really the point, right? The point isn't to know exactly what you want forever or Mm -hmm. to know even exactly what you want right now, but it's to give yourself that space. So I think, I think that brings up a like really good point that it's not, that it's not a means to an end really necessarily Mm -hmm. figuring out like how you're going to put yourself first and how you're going to show up for your goals and your dreams. It's more of the allowing yourself the, the process right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And allowing yourself to know that like, I know that right now I don't, this isn't what I want. And I don't know what it is that I want. And that that's okay. Like we're Mm -hmm. constantly learning about ourselves and constantly learning about the world around us and the Mm -hmm. possibilities. And so I think number one, giving yourself grace and space is so key. So Going back to what you said earlier, as far as a lot of us didn't, we weren't raised that certain way, or maybe we didn't get the modeling that maybe we want to follow now and breaking those generational cycles can be Mm -hmm. hard when we recognize that we want to do something different. Where do you recommend that people start? Yeah. I mean, I think something that comes up a lot when we are trying to like prioritize ourselves or, you know, follow our dreams or dream bigger, whatever it is, is that we oftentimes feel mom guilt, Mm -hmm. which is that feeling of like, okay, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And then there's even shame in that of like, there's something wrong with me. I should be okay with, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm stretching for something more. And a lot of times that is kind of tied to the things that we were raised with or the things that we think are normal. And Mm -hmm. so I am huge on kind of like, it goes along with self-awareness, but it's kind of the awareness of our context and the awareness of why we think things are the way they are and understanding that one generation ago, two generations ago, three generations ago, things were a lot different for women and Mm -hmm. for moms. And so 
knowing that there's a lot to that and it's not like an individual problem. It's not an individual thing that you're carrying alone, but really it's like there's societal norms and it's not easy just to say, you know, my mom stayed home with us and seemed okay with that and did her thing until we moved out of the house. And I want something different. I feel bad about that. It's not enough just to say, okay, I want to do it different. Mm -hmm. Knowing that like, yes, there's a lot there from within your family and from the outside that can be hard to take on. And so again, giving yourself the self-compassion to know that like, yes, there's Mm -hmm. a lot more to it than just you deciding to do something, but the education and the acknowledgement of those factors can be a huge step forward. Yeah, I I definitely agree. So in some situations, especially when we choose to parent differently, or maybe we mm-hmm. choose to go back to, to work and our mom did not do that, we might feel some judgment from others, or they might say some things that about our life's choices that they're not, dis- they disagree with, right? They're, yeah. they might be confused how do you deal or how do you help your clients deal when stuff like that comes at them? Yes. I think number one, knowing that you cannot make anyone else happy, just like they cannot make us happy. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can control some situations Mm -hmm. that they will then react or respond to, but you can't make someone else happy. Yeah. And understanding how that works, how our brains work and how we are constantly taking in information and having thoughts about those, that information and then feeling something about it, Mm -hmm. understanding that everyone else is also going through that. You cannot do anything to make anyone happy. And so that kind of, in a way, takes some of the pressure off, right? It's like, yeah. they're not, go- I'm not going to make them happy. They might be happy or upset about a situation, mm-hmm. but that's not really on me. Yeah. And then just really grounding yourself in like, why are you doing something the way that you're doing it? And kind of coming to that deep understanding and questioning yourself, not in a, you know, a negative way, but in a way of like, I'm going to really understand why I'm making this choice. Mm-hmm. It can give you the confidence to like, to stand in that. Yeah. No, I, I think that's so great because that space I feel like is some of the most vulnerable and yeah. difficult space to be in, but also can be the most transformational for our own growth, our yeah. own life in the long term. But it can also be really, really difficult. Oh, <laughs> You're like, yes, it's it is very hard, which I have definitely found. But going back to the main character, when you said at the beginning, we are all of us are are our own character in mm-hmm. our own life, and yes, sometimes we're affected by the other characters. But at the end of the day, it's our story that we're writing. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones that we get to decide how we're going to show up. And I think that's super, super beautiful. Because even if someone doesn't agree and they throw a little, I guess, plot twist into your story, you can still choose how you're going to react to it. Yeah. And if you, if you react the way that you didn't want to react, like that's okay. Right. We're all imperfect. We're all going through it. 
mm-hmm. with, you know, with all these factors, all these things contributing to how we're able to make decisions. And so knowing that like, it's not always going to be easy and you're not always going to do right by yourself mm-hmm. is important to, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not moving yourself forward in becoming that main character or embracing that, but you know, it's just part of the journey. Yeah. No, I, I really like that because, and maybe I'll have to do a solo episode on this and like talk <laughs> about all of my thoughts about being a character in your story, because it is a journey. If, uh-huh. if we went to the movies and saw a really happy movie, all the whole thing was just happy. There were, there was no conflict. There was no miscommunications. It would be really boring. And the movie would really fail in the, the ratings, you know? Yeah. We want, we actually do want those stories to have a little bit of drama and conflict and hardship because that's what makes the story great. Yeah. And it's like in our lives, when you put it in that perspective, it's like, if we don't have the opportunity to question ourselves and to get really that deep understanding, then we're going to be going through life without kind of that grounding in our intention and in our, like, what do we actually want if we don't have if we don't ever have to think about it. Right. And so mm-hmm. you can kind of think of it that way of using those challenges as opportunities to, to really like get clear on yourself and your desires and your needs and all of that. Yeah. I really, really like, I like that an- analogy a lot. Emily, this has been such a fun conversation. I've loved having you on the podcast, but I want to make sure my listeners can find you. Where can they go to find you if they want to connect? Yes. So I am on Instagram. That's the easiest, best place to connect with me. Um, I'm at honestly Emily Rose. And you can also find the podcast on there at Worthy Mother Podcast. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, you'll probably really enjoy my podcast too. They, you know, we <laughs> we're yeah. here to like to to have these conversations. And so mm-hmm. um those are some places to find me to connect with me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out today? I just want to say thank you so much for having me here and for just, you know, I, again, I love like that we get to have these conversations mm-hmm. and it's not just us, right? It's having these conversations yeah. with a greater group. And yeah, I think that's really impactful and inspiring. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much. I can, compl- I couldn't agree more. I love having these intimate conversations that other people get to learn from also. So thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great week. Did you know your personality will affect how you make time for yourself? I've created a free quiz for you to take to see where you fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum. Go to erinwoodruffcoaching.com and take the quiz today.